0: Welcome back to the Two Top Podcast, everyone. Due to recent circumstances, we are all stuck at home following social distancing laws due to COVID-19. Now, because of that, that gives us the opportunity to record at home. So we do apologize for the audio quality. It's not up to the usual Two Top standards, but we are doing the best we can. So please come and listen to this episode of Two Top and Hey, maybe you'll just learn a thing or two enjoy That's close enough. Welcome back to the Two Top Podcast. As always, we're here, but not in person due to the current world situation. We are having a lovely quarantine podcast today, and we will be for the next couple weeks, but because of that you know we get to call friends up on zoom and get to connect with people who don't normally come on podcasts and that's why today we have our lovely guest uh meredith banks hi meredith
1: hi thomas hi happy to be here can't believe I- we're actually here right now.
0: <laughs> i finally i finally dragged my girlfriend on the podcast look it only took what four years. years
1: four years
0: i've been doing this since freshman year yeah it's four years
1: Oh my gosh. Yeah,
0: well, you're here now.
1: What a time to be alive.
0: So, you know what? what what's this? You know our saying, though. What, what should we say before we get into it?
1: Let's learn a thing or two, folks.
0: There we go. That's, that's perfect. Beautiful. All right. So, Meredith, I know you have something to talk about that you're obviously very passionate about.
1: Of course. Of course. So, today I'm going to be talking about my pride and joy, my mother, my president, my favorite person alive, next to Thomas, of course, Taylor Allison Swift. So Thomas, Taylor's. to start out my topic today, I have a little bit of trivia for you.
0: Trivia? Yes. It, will I be judged for incorrect answers? No. Okay.
1: Side-eye, but you won't be judged.
0: Okay, okay. Well, uh, hit me. I, I'm, I know a little Taylor Swift knowledge.
1: Okay how many albums does taylor swift have six seven (laughs) bad start (laughs) we'll bring this up later but first off did you know taylor swift was a pennsylvania girl
0: i heard a rumor from someone that she was
1: yeah so she grew up on a christmas tree farm in Reading, pa so she's a local and then when she was like 14 i want to say she moved to nashville with her family to write music like her mom dad and brother like all like uprooted their lives and moved to nashville and she released you know like seven albums which is just amazing do you Did know you, what
0: oh i was gonna say could you imagine having to if your sister was big into music you'd have to pick up all your stuff and then move to a different city and with like your whole family
1: famous as taylor i'd feel so irrelevant <laughs> But, yeah, so she released her first self-titled album when she was 16, and it was country music. And, you know, throughout her other albums, she slowly transferred into different genres. You know, 1989, which came out in 2014, was her first, like, true pop album. And everyone thought the world was crumbling around us because, you know, she was a country girl. Like, she only did country music. So, that was really exciting for all of us, and then now she's like truly a pop sensation.
0: So she did country, she grew up, but she grew up in reading p a so I guess that's that's pretty country that's It's Pennsylvania country
1: <laughs> basically, she like grew up listening to all those like top country artists like Shania Twain, um I don't listen to country, so I don't really know
0: Oh, so there. you don't know. You don't know the yeah. upbringings of Taylor's country.
1: No, I'm not as well (laughs) versed in her countryness. But you know, we did, I kind of had my own reverse Taylor moment. I went from the South to Pennsylvania, you could say.
0: And now you're in Nashville.
1: And now I am back in Nashville. So you know what? Here I am.
0: That's pretty good. Yeah. All right. What's the next trivia question? I'm sure I can do a little better than Owen's Owen (laughs) one.
1: How many of Taylor's seven albums does she
0: own? Wait, one. Yep. <laughs> I know that because there's a guy named Scooter, right?
1: Oh, my God. Don't even say that word around me. It's so triggering. Um, back in July, he had – okay, so Scooter Braun manages, like, Justin Bieber and Ariana Grande, if you don't know. Um, and he bought the rights to Taylor's Masters for, like, a large sum of money from Taylor's previous record group, Big Machine record label. And Taylor wasn't even, like, given an opportunity to, like, buy them. And, you know, she's a huge proponent for, like, musicians' rights. She, like, back in 2014, took all of her music off Spotify for a minute just because that's how important, like, songwriting and lyrics and music and production were to her. She wanted artists to be compensated for that. Isn't that crazy?
0: Yeah and now she doesn't have her own music
1: i know it's crazy so like they when you own the masters i did not understand this at first either but when you own the masters um, master recordings of an artist artist albums you basically own the rights to license the song out for commercials tvs movies and also you make money off their performances of those songs which is crazy
0: so whenever she plays at a concert. That goes to the master's own, the person who owns the masters of the song.
1: Yeah, and also like if I play any of her old musics, like anything from her Reputation album or before, Big Machine Record Group is making a royalty off that.
0: Oh, well, that's not fun.
1: But she writes like all her songs, so that's like it's personal. Like, not to drag other artists, (laughs) but like when if someone bought like Ariana Grande's masters. Like, it wouldn't really matter, like, to Ariana Grande because she doesn't really write her own songs. But, like, Taylor is, like, one of those, like, big major artists in the industry who actually writes her own songs. Like, I think she's had a say in almost every single song, like, on every album. Like, she's always listed as, like, a songwriter.
0: It's a little upsetting then. (laughs) So as a big Taylor fanatic, what a Swifty I believe is the term. Yes. So what, what, what are the Swifties reactions on these things?
1: So the Swifties are really upset because I mean, like I said, she was never given an opportunity to buy and she found out about this purchase like the same time everyone else did in the world. But if there is any silver lining to the whole situation, they're not really making as much money off of her, like having her master's like, anyway. So, like, they're trying to, like, scramble and figure out ways to, like, produce revenue by saying, like, they're releasing, like, old live performances of her, like, early music. So, like, stuff from Speak Now, Fearless, even, like, her first album just on Spotify to try and get any money out of her. And it's disgusting that men think they can control women.
0: Do you not listen to her music on Spotify, then?
1: I still listen to it because it's not giving them, like, when you listen to someone on Spotify, like, it's really only giving that person, like, half a cent. I don't know the entire math of it, but it's not like I'm paying their bills, really. Right. But the idea of it still kind of hurts. But that's why I love her newest album even more. Thomas, what's her newest album?
0: Her newest album is... Lover. Me. Oh, Lover. And uh, there's a song there called Me.
1: <laughs> yes, there is a song on there called Me, which is a controversial song in... The Swifty fandom, for sure.
0: Is it because it's too poppy?
1: So Taylor always releases kind of controversial, like, first singles on her album. Her first single for 1989 was Shake It Off, which was a good song, but, like, it doesn't really speak to the
0: album. It's no ballad.
1: No. And, like, that's – we all love her for her lyrics, not necessarily her – more pop side like we love her emotional side like i really like to say that her fans have grown up with her like everyone says oh taylor swift fans are so young like no i know like 30 year old taylor swift fans like they truly grew up with her
0: even though she's pretty young as well how old is taylor swift
1: she's 30 30 yeah she's she'll turn 31 this year
0: do you think she was a media uh a 30 under 30 media luminary
1: No, but she was in Time Magazine.
0: Oh, well, that's pretty good. I haven't been in Time (laughs) Magazine. But I'm also not a 30 under 30 uh, media luminary, so I'm not a lot of (laughs) things. I'm one and one on trivia. Yes. Is there one more to round me out? See if I'm a winner?
1: Hmm, Let me think of one off the top of my head.
0: Please make it easy. Meredith, please.
1: (laughs) Name three Taylor Swift songs.
0: Lover, Shake It Off, and If I Was a Man.
1: It's called The Man, but I'll take it.
0: I really blanked in the moment. Even though we're talking about her, I definitely should have had more songs in my head.
1: I have another fun fact for you. Oh, yeah? Okay. Did you know that Taylor Swift has never charged for a meet and greet? Really? Really.
0: So why haven't you met her?
1: Okay, let me explain the process because I do think I have a chance of meeting her if I'm like continue my current track of like being a fan. She has, like, such a strong connection with her fans. She actually invites them to her house, like, before an album comes out. They're called Secret Sessions. I don't know if you knew this. But she, like, invites fans over, like, from all over the country. She has, like, I want to say four for this last album. She did one in Los Angeles, one in Nashville, one in Rhode Island, and one in London. So it's kind of where she has houses, basically. And she invites fans from all over. And they listen to the album together before the album ever comes out.
0: So because, like a dream. A yeah, dream come no, true
1: Truly a dream. And then, so that's one way you can meet her. You get like contacted by her like fan group called Taylor Nation. But if you don't meet her there, you can meet her at other events she has, but also concerts. So at every concert, she has like a, a VIP experience, I guess, that you're like chosen for. So she talks oh. a lot of her fans on social media. She's a huge Tumblr user, which a lot of people don't know. That's where she interacts with a ton of fans. But she also goes on Twitter a lot too. And she like finds these people she wants to meet and invites them to. So like for the Red Tour, it was called the Red Room. For 1989, it was called Loft 89. And then for a Reputation Tour, it was called the Rep Room and so on. So like she always has like a cute name for it. And someone will, like, tap you on the shoulder, like, in the middle of the concert, or before the concert, after the concert. Sometimes her mom or dad does it, which is really cool. And they'll give you a slip and invite you to meet her, like, after the show, which is wild. Um, so, like, no one is to pay for Like, it's truly, like, a chance of luck. Like, if you're wearing a funky outfit and someone comes up to you, they'll be like, hey, like, you look like a true fan. Like, come meet her.
0: Is that what you try to do? Is that why you kind of dress up to well, you've dressed up for the concerts you've been to?
1: Oh, of course. I've dressed up for the concerts. So I've been to three Taylor Swift concerts. I went to Red Tour. I went to 1989 and I went to Reputation Tour. And for Reputation Tour, I got the closest I've ever been to her. And my friend Aaron and I, we go to the concerts together like every single time. And we dressed up and we actually like posted it on Twitter and got retweeted by her fan page. And like everyone was commenting on the tweet, being like, "Oh my god!" Like let these girls meet her, and we were like freaking out. <laughs> like we like posted where we were sitting on Twitter, but like nothing came out of it. But I hope she saw that tweet. No, I just know you tried, it. you tried. Yeah, but now I have a fan Twitter, and I hope this will just increase my chances.
0: You know, you gotta learn how to play the game, right? There's always something. Well, do you think she ha- Do you think she has a TikTok?
1: She had a TikTok for, like, 30 seconds because when her latest single off Lover, The Man, came out, she, like, had an account. But, like, you know when you create a TikTok, it, like, gives you a random username? Yeah. So, like, it was just, like, user with a bunch of numbers after it. But, like, people knew it was her for some reason. I have no idea how. But she released her song, The Man, on TikTok so people could make dances to it. And because famous TikToker Lauren Gray was also in her music video for the man. So she like had a TikTok, but then it went away.
0: Well, while planning for this episode, you texted me saying you're going to talk about TikTok or Taylor Swift. And seeing that you just talked about Taylor Swift, I'm going to take the liberty to tell you a little thing about TikTok. Tell me
1: all about TikTok. I'm so curious.
0: Well, Meredith, since you're the one who told me about this app and got me hooked on it, I feel like it's only fair to tell you a little something about what made TikTok the thing it is today. So, let's start from the beginning. TikTok comes at a time where Vine was sorely missed.
1: I was never on Vine. I
0: really enjoyed Vine, actually. I think it was a little better than TikTok, you know, a little bit more funny humor. But that's because... TikTok is based off of audio clips pre-existing, so what you do in TikTok, unlike Vine, is you lip-sync to pre-existing audio. This comes from its predecessor, Musical.ly, which was acquired by TikTok back in August of 2018. And ever since then, it's grown to over 150 markets and 75 different languages. So TikTok has really become this global phenomenon in the past couple years.
1: Mm, I forgot about Musical.ly, I was never on that.
0: It was mainly aged at the lower demographics, like 10, 13 years old, you know.
1: A younger demographic, for sure.
0: The quality has improved though, ever since it's moved over to TikTok. I think due to the fact that it's just so much in social culture, there's so many dances, so many big artists on there, even a lot of YouTubers find this as another way to interact with their audience. And you know, right now in a social media age, and especially during a quarantine, this is one of the best ways to interact with people who might not be able to meet in person. And that's what makes TikTok a great thing, but also slightly bad. Because due to the fact that there's just so much content, it's made in a way that is addictive. The way it's addictive comes down to its design. So in order to move on to the next video, you don't have to click on an article or a link, you just swipe up and the next video is there and it's auto preloading in the background actually as you move forward. So because of this, people end up spending a lot of time. I may be talking as one of those people who has spent a lot of time on TikTok, but I'm not, I'm not pointing any fingers. Now recently TikTok has been in the news and this is due to a recent change. TikTok now has a new CEO. Kevin Mayer, who previously was the chairman of the Walt Disney Online Services.
1: I think that's a great choice.
0: Yeah, so I read this on the New York Times. So Mr. Mayer, who's fifty-eight, he is now one of the CEOs of Bite Dance, that Chinese company I was talking about that bought musically, which then made TikTok. So now he is the CEO of TikTok, and that's pretty big. And you know, at this point, TikTok has just had so much influence over the world. It has over 1.9 billion downloads worldwide. That's so interesting. I just don't know where they go from here. Like, what comes next for TikTok?
1: So why do you like TikTok?
0: I like TikTok because I can just watch so much of it in a short amount of time. And I mean, deep down, it is funny. And their algorithm software is pretty decent. So I get a lot of the stuff I like to watch. So I get a lot of stuff like star wars memes pop culture references a lot of video games so i mean it's a little bit of nerd culture but you know i can find it all in one place and it sometimes makes me laugh
1: can i tell you why i like tiktok yeah absolutely okay so i watch a lot of tiktok i've watched tiktoks way more than thomas and i got him into tiktok but i like the app because i truly think anyone can get famous on the app
0: i mean look at people like charlie d'amelia what she's 16 now and so many YouTubers have now switched over to the platform.
1: But I was reading a story in the Times the other day, and this there's a chef, a vegan chef on TikTok. Her name I think is Tabitha Brown. And she like got famous on TikTok for like her vegan recipes. And it's just amazing because she's like a woman of color on TikTok. She's forty one and she's living out her dreams. And it was just like a really touching story.
0: TikTok really is a place for everyone. And I think that's really one of the key parts of it. And you know, during quarantine, it's what people need right now.
1: Yeah, I agree. Like there's this other couple I follow on TikTok, they've like branded themselves as your like, your gay uncles. And they're like a gay couple who does home improvement videos. And they're all over my feed. And so is this other woman, Tabitha, like they're baking, cooking, home improvement videos. That's just like the The niche I'm in right now.
0: I hear you're trying to redecorate your place, so I'm sure TikTok gives you a lot of good ideas. (laughs) And with the new Harry Styles music video that just came out.
1: Yeah, I have a lot of Harry Styles content, kind of all over the place, but you know, I, I like it right now. It's wholesome.
0: And you know, that's really what we need right now. We need TikToks. We need Taylor Swift. We need podcasts and with that meredith i'd like to thank you for coming on this episode of the two top podcast and you know what thank you everybody for taking their time out of their day to listen to this episode i know things probably didn't sound the best but you know we're working with what we got and we're trying to improve and you know keep a good attitude going through this quarantine so thank you everybody for listening and we'll see you next time on another two topics The Two Top Podcast this week was created by Thomas Lance and edited by Thomas Lance. The music from this episode comes from Leah Roosevelt and his music for podcasting. If you'd like to support the show, please follow us on Patreon. You can find us at Two Top Podcast. Any donation helps, and we even have a couple cool perks going along with it. You can find us on social media on Instagram and Twitter, and we even have a website, TwoTopPodcast.com. For any general inquiries you can send us an email over to twotoppodcast at gmail.com and this was two top we hope you enjoyed and we'll see you guys next week for another two topics